You're listening to the Outdoor Photography Podcast, episode 29. Today, we're sitting down with Texas-based landscape photographer and personal coach, Bree Stockwell, to talk about setting goals, learning to fail well, reframing your mindset, and a whole lot more. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Brenda Petrella, the creator of Outdoor Photography School. Join me as I sit down with top landscape and nature photographers and outdoor industry experts to chat about creativity, composition, photography tips and techniques, essential gear, safety in the outdoors, respect for nature, and so much more. Tune in every week to learn how to create compelling and impactful images while exploring and enjoying the natural world. Welcome to the Outdoor Photography Podcast. Hey, everybody, Brenda Petrella here, here to help you create better images and reconnect with nature. I hope you are all having a great week so far. Before we begin, I just want to give a huge heartfelt thank you to all of you who have supported the podcast by rating and reviewing it, sharing the show with others and or buying me a coffee through the link in the description. Each of these methods helps the podcast reach more listeners, and it also shows our guests that we have an engaged and happy listenership. So thank you for helping me spread the positive impact of the podcast. I'm excited to introduce you to today's guest, Bree Stockwell. She has taken a bit of an unusual journey into landscape photography through a process of self-discovery and personal growth that has since inspired her to coach other creatives in their pursuits. So let me give you a brief background on Brie before we roll our interview. After being awarded a beginner ribbon at the Santa Clara County Fair at age 12, Brie put down her camera, picked up a flute, and went on to study music. Although she has always owned a camera, she rarely used it as she enjoyed building a life with an adventurous husband, four amazing kids, and multiple pets. But in December of 2019, Bree decided to explore photography in earnest with the goal of hosting a personal gallery show using a life coach to overcome obstacles, including self-doubt and fear of failure. She feels that working on this project through the pandemic has led to massive growth in both her photographic and personal life. And now, as a certified life coach, she helps other creatives overcome similar obstacles to expand their creativity and achieve goals in their personal and business practices. Brie is currently continuing to explore her own creativity through her work in landscape and nature photography, and she's loving the adventure. And so without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with Brie Stockwell. Brie, welcome to the Outdoor Photography Podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to, to sit down and chat with us today. I'm so happy to be chatting with you, Brenda. Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited to learn more about your story. So some landscape and nature photographers come into outdoor photography because they love nature and other people get into it because they love photography and, and they get brought into nature and they, they fall in love with nature that way. But I understand that for you, it was sort of a different route in that it was a life coaching experience that springboarded your adventure into landscape and nature photography through setting this thing called an impossible goal. So <laughs> I, was, I was wondering if you could you know, explain what that is. Can you take us back in time to December of 2019 and, and tell us about the origin story of your impossible goal? 
Yeah. So, and I, people, when I tell people that it's an impossible goal, they're like, wait, what? What How is that even (laughs) possible to make an impossible goal? Um, Yeah. So actually it kind of goes back a little further than that, but uh, earlier in the year in 2019, um, I signed up to do like a coaching program. Um, and it's just a monthly program and you, you know, you can do the monthly theme or not. Basically you can do whatever you want. There's a lot of resources, but in it, you also get, um, you know, uh, once a week, um, coaching like one-on-one coaching, which is, has been fabulous. Um, it was, it was totally new to me and, um, it was really changing the way that I, that I think. and so by the time December of 2019 came around, the theme for the month was um, create the impossible. Um, and I think it actually was like create the impossible in 2020. And like hindsight on that is so interesting. <laughs> like So interesting. Um, but I was like, what is this impossible goal? And so like, what is the idea behind it? And so the, the idea behind it is, you spend the month of December planning what your year is going to look like. And, and for sure, like for sure you could do a goal that lasted longer than a year, right. Depending on whatever it was. But, um, the, um, the idea of the impossible goal is that it is currently not possible. Mm, mm -hmm, And so, um, I was like, well, I was, I was listening to one of the like workshop calls and they were like, just, if you haven't made the goal, it was like a weekend. If you haven't made the goal, just do it right now. I'm like, crap, I should just (laughs) stop deciding and just do it right now. So I'm like, okay, fine. I have been sitting on the fence about learning photography for a really long time. And that's what I want to do. I I didn't want to do business. I, you know, I, I wanted to do something that would really challenge me, but would also um, be fun. And and I'm a creative person at heart, mm-hmm. and I wanted to I wanted to do something creative, but also really push myself. And um, I'm like, fine, I haven't I haven't really learned this, and so that's what I'm going to do. And so when I started thinking about what could it be that would take me from not even really knowing. I did have a cropped sensor camera, like I bought it and I would take it like on vacation, like, Ooh, like I took it to Hawaii. Oh, I'm going to do pretty pictures. And, um, cause I had learned that I really loved the you know, doing nature photography versus people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just had the camera and I wasn't doing anything with it. And so I'm like, okay, fine. I'm going to, I'm going to, and I don't even know how it came to me. I just think sometimes these ideas come to you from wherever, right. And, and cause I don't know anyone else that's really done this. Yeah. Um, and so I just, I just decided to host, I said in, I'm going to spend next year learning this. And after a year, I will host my own gallery show. And I had to have a quantifier. Like I wanted a I didn't want to just, you know, whatever, but I wanted at least 10 images. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, when I said it, I paused for a minute because it was like, I, I this is not possible. 
like totally way out of my comfort zone. And even I would make goals before and kind of keep them to myself. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, I just started talking about it. Like I went to a Christmas party and I'm telling my friends, I'm like, what am I doing? I have to do this thing. <laughs> like I really have to do this thing now. Yeah. So, so that, that is how it started. And I spent the, basically the month of December prepping for it. Um, and what did that look like? Was that, uh, you know, planning out travel plans or images? Like, did you have an idea of where you wanted to go or what kind of images you wanted to create? Or um, like, did you have a bucket list that you started with? Or was it just open ended, like learn everything I possibly can this year and see where I end up kind of thing? Yes. And of course, the pandemic threw it all out the window, <laughs> yes. I'm sure. Yes, 100%. 100% it did. Yes. Um, yeah, part, partly all of those things, right? Like, because I think when we make a goal, we have to have some kind of idea about what it's going to take to get there. Yeah. Um, and, but also the, but also the truth is, um, the truth is when we get there, it's going to look totally different than what we thought it would. And we don't really like, we can kind of plan a few steps forward. We don't really know what it's going to take. And for sure, you know, mine has, mine has gone all kinds of different ways. Um, but the basic, the basic planning was that every quarter I wanted to do, um, and this was in the program, you do 25 fails. So you like, you know, you're going to, um, you know, you're going to go out, you know, when whatever it is, and just, you're just going to fail. You're just planning on it. That way you're not like, I, I got to a different place. Like, what do, what do I have to think? What do I have to feel to go out and pl just plan on failing and mm. not be afraid of it right. um, and still do the thing anyway? So I had plans to go to um, South Korea. I was supposed to go to Costa wow. Rica. I was supposed to go... Uh, I was supposed to go to Iceland and I thought, Oh, I'm going to go and do this fabulous photography, which is what I had been doing and actually not doing it. Right. Mm, and mm -hmm. so, and so I knew I had, I knew I had to figure out what I, what I really didn't know. And so I actually started from scratch. I didn't want any, I didn't want any, um, Oh, what should I call it? Uh, I didn't want any excuses. Yeah. So I, I actually bought a full frame camera and I, 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 I just restarted fully. Yeah. Um, and I researched lenses and I even posted on my Insta story a couple days ago. Like I had notes that told me what the different F stops did. <laughs> so, yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I'm like, Oh my gosh, I didn't know these things. That's crazy. Right. So, yeah. um, so yes, a lot, a lot of failing. And I have a different, I have a different idea of what failing really is now. It's not really failing. It's like, um, what didn't work and mm -hmm. what did I learn from it? And so I just have a different idea about what failure looks like. Cause yeah. it used to be, I would fail and then feel depressed or frustrated about it. And when I, when, when I would plan on it going out, 
to I'm fail. Like, yeah. Going yeah. out to fail, then it's a different, it's a different thought process. Like, okay, yeah. I'm going to fail. And what is this going to look like? And what am I going to learn? And how is that going to move me, keep moving me forward? Yeah, it's really interesting. So it's almost like it changes your perception of it. You're, if you're already accepting the failure, like this isn't going to work. I know it's not going to work the way I would like it to. And so that now it's more like running an experiment where you get results and you can analyze them more objectively rather than taking it personally somehow or, or something. Is, is that how you would describe it, do you think? Yeah. And um Yes, yes, for sure. And, and the failure, there's just changing. It's the same word, but changing what it means and what it feels like is so different. Cause I think on one hand, failure can keep us from, and the fear of it, right? Feeling like we all know what feeling the failure feels like, feels, feels like crap. Right. Yeah, yeah. And and so when I changed the definition of it and what I wanted it to feel like, I was no longer like afraid of it. Like it it didn't it it felt different. Like it felt more it not not necessarily motivating, but like I was just allowing it to exist for me and just going on no matter what. Mm-hmm. Right. And and it it almost well, I guess it was more motivating because it did it did push me forward, right? Like, um, I don't know, just because I wasn't scared of it, right? I and and even if I even if I did sometimes think uh, I'm I'm failing. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll tell I tell you this one thing, um, and I wrote about it in a blog post. Uh, I learned, I learned a lot. Like I was doing a lot of like passive learning, which is just, um, you know, listening, listening to podcasts, Yeah. <laughs> honestly, seriously, listening to podcasts, listening to what other people are doing, how, you know, how they're failing, what, you know, what, you know, what are, what are some successes they're having, um, watching YouTube videos, you know, buying tutorials and, you know, just learning the things yeah. versus actually going out and practicing. And, right. um, and so my husband and I, we, we did a little road trip because we were in the middle of the pandemic. And um, I came back, I, I made the mistake of not really checking the back of my camera, checking for all the things I didn't, I didn't know. And so it for sure, this taught me the lesson, but I came back and I, there was one image I was so, so, so excited about. And I came home and I started looking at it and it was so out of focus and it didn't mm. really have a subject. Yeah. And honestly, um, I just allowed myself to feel the failure of it all. I like did <laughs> the dishes sobbing. <laughs> I was just sobbing and sobbing. And, um, and my husband comes in, he's like, what's wrong? I'm like, nothing, nothing, nothing is wrong with me. I, I literally am feeling some failure. I, I have an image. I have like all these images that suck and um i'm just i'm just processing that so really nothing is wrong with me i'm i'm just um i it's cool i'm just doing the dishes and i'm just going to cry until i allow it all <laughs> and then i'm going right. to be fine right yeah. and, and then i'm going to move forward and so it's that kind of stuff that that actually kept me going um yeah and 
and just knowing, just knowing where I, where I was <laughs> to, to, to understanding where I could possibly be. And I didn't really know what it would look like. So, yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like this was a uh, sort of a self-discovery journey as much as it was a photographic journey for you. Yes. Um, I would say looking, looking backwards, I think it's 50, 50. Mm-hmm. Because I do love all of the things. I'm actually looking right now at some images I printed up. I'm I'm entering the some I I don't know what I'm thinking. I am I entering twelve images on the natural landscape awards. <laughs> so I already That's paid great. for the twelve. Yeah, I'm super yeah. excited about it. Um uh and because I can print now, um mm. because as part of this, I actually bought a printer and learned how to print, which I didn't actually know that it would be a, when I tell people I learned to print for this gallery thing, they're like, Oh, you're printing. And so anyway, so I, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I learned photography. And now, I mean, not all of photography because it's a never ending pursuit. Right. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, so, but when I tell people I learned how to print, they're like, Oh my gosh. So anyway, so I, I can do that now, which is awesome. So I'm looking at my prints and, um, when I look at where I where I started, like not even knowing f stops to these to these images that I'm that I'm looking at, like actual printed images that I'm actually really proud of. Yeah, um, that's huge. That's such a huge thing for me to come away and and say I'm really proud of the work that I'm doing, and I'm really excited about where I'm going with my photography work. Right. Also being in a place where, um, and I was thinking about this the other day for so many years, I was really not, and I I like, okay, everyone I'm doing air quotes. So I was really not quote in touch with my emotions. Like I would have all the emotions. I didn't really understand where they were coming from. And I would get so frustrated about so many things and, and, you know, feeling sad or feeling angry, whatever. And, um, and this whole process has been a way to really figure out all of that, have all, so much awareness of what's happening in my mind and how that, how all of my thinking is creating my world Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, through my emotions, actually, because what I'm learning is the emotions that we have are the fuel for all the things that we do and what we create. And so if I can tap into that and really understand all of my, like, my thoughts and emotions and how those the two things work together, mm-hmm. then I have so much power to create so much of what I want in my life. And that is what this whole process has taught me. So Mm -hmm. not just the photography, which is, has been, it's been super, it's been really amazing work. Um, And it's also been the process of understanding like who I am, what I, who I want to be. And actually that I can be that person right now, even though I haven't yet achieved all the things that I want to do, which is, that's just in a, for me, that's an amazing place to be so much different than I was two years ago. Right. Yeah. It sounds like an incredible journey and that photography was sort of just the framework that you used to 
do this whole self-discovery thing through the coaching and everything. And um, so it could have been photography. It could have been, I don't even know what else would have been as motivating, but you know, it just, it's, it's kind of cool that, you know, it was almost your learning photography and, and achieving your goal of of hosting your own gallery show was secondary to the whole process that got you there. Yeah. Which is, which is kind of cool. Right. Yeah. And I do think though, there is power in saying, I'm going to do something that is, that seems so far off. And then just continuing to do all the things to get you there. Um, and, and, you know, there are little milestones along the way. Right. Um, but, but even just that part, like, because I did that, I now know I can do so many things that I, that I used to think were impossible to do. Yeah. Um, it doesn't change like the work (laughs) involved in doing all the things, but it changes my mindset about, what what is possible for me yeah yeah that's super exciting so so was this um it seems like it was like a year-long immersive process and so i'm wondering sort of how did you go about learning photography and um did you have a strategy for that like did, were you like okay well first i need to learn exposure then i need to learn my camera then i need to learn composition you know there's like so many aspects and you had to kind of like smush it all together in a short period of time so well i'm laughing i'm laughing because you have to actually know what those things are to like write down that you're gonna learn them so so okay so so and i i was just talking to my husband the other day i'm like i really wish i would have had a real log um of what i learned every day because i could have like looked back a year you know a year ago and got, Oh my gosh, I just learned that. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that something everyone knows? Right. Um, so, so here's the thing. Um, I, <laughs> I, I just had to learn incrementally. That's why I, I, okay, let me formulate this. So give me a second. Mm-hmm. I, I initially thought I just have to start watching videos and listening to things. So I literally looked up like landscape photography podcasts um, on whatever, right? On Spotify or wherever podcast app, yeah. right? And so I was finding them all um, and started listening. And um, like I listened to, uh, I know we're on yours, Brenda, and yours is fabulous, but I listened to like, <laughs> 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 I listened to um, uh, Matt Payne's like FSOP Collaborate and listen, like, yeah from the beginning. (laughs) So, so I'm, when I say that I listen to podcasts or YouTube, like watched YouTube videos, I like literally went to, I like found one, watched it. Oh, that's interesting. And went all the way to the beginning and just watched them all. And then I would start taking notes. Oh, because so many photographers like on YouTube videos, um, they would do in the field. Um, I remember getting so frustrated that I couldn't get uh, a whole image in focus. Mm -hmm. And then when I finally learned that focus stacking was a thing, like, so you don't have to, and then, oh, you don't have to do that all the time. You can actually change your F-stop. So, so, you know, really what would happen is I would come to a problem and say, now how, you know, now how do I fix this? And so initially, yes, it was learning. It was really learning the basics and, and figuring out what I didn't know. Mm -hmm. And then, um, 
and then tackling that. Okay. So, uh, exposure, what is that? Like, and then, um, and then, uh, you know, just figuring out the exposure triangle, which honestly, I feel like it's so much better now, but I'm still, I'm still working on it. And maybe in some ways we all are still figuring mm-hmm. out what, what works for us. Yeah. And so, yes, totally incrementally, but sometimes it's like, we don't know what we don't know. And that's why I think that so many resources, like I think sometimes like because I was just going along thinking I could just pick up my camera anytime and and understand it, um, that wasn't working for me. And so just immersing myself in the education and figuring out what I didn't know. Mm -hmm. And then I would tackle that. And then I would tackle the next thing. And then as I learned more, then I could, then I could even look more into the future. And there became a point where, um, I was like, okay, I really need someone to look at, you know, I need to pull out what I think are my best images. Like then I started answering that question what are my best images? How will I even know this? Like, and so, um, so once I learned that, like the basic structure of the photography, then we have to go into the creative, creative part of it and really, and really then that's the rest of the pursuit. Right. Right. Um, at least that's how I, yeah, right. (laughs) Right. And you know, there will be, there will be still technical things. I mean, I just, watched a YouTuber and he was like, yeah, I did all these technical things wrong. And he's been doing it for a long time. (laughs) And so, you know, I mean, like, let's not be afraid to admit that we're still all failing and we're still all making those mistakes and we're still experimenting and trying stuff. So yeah, a lot of experimenting for sure. Yeah. And then just looking a little bit forward, moving forward, trying stuff. Then if that didn't work, move back, trying stuff again. Um, and I will say there was a time that I was kind of feeling like I was in a hurry mm-hmm. because when you make a goal like this, that you feel like there's a timeline, um, you feel like you have to get, like, I was feeling like I had to get it done. Like, oh my gosh, I have to get this done. Yeah. And, um, and so then that would carry over into my photography in the field. And when I felt like I, when I was out and I was feeling like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I have enough images, like listen to all the thoughts. I don't know if I have enough images. How will I know if they're the good ones? What if I don't take a good one today to add to it? What if, what if, what if, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And then, and then I would come back home and still carry that with me. And at a certain point, um, just from my coaching work, I had to really write all these down and say, this isn't working for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how did you overcome overwhelm like that? You know, getting, getting into that kind of a thought cycle, how do you, how did you break free so that you could be openly creative in what you were pursuing each day? You know, if you went out every day to do create some images, you know, I, I could see that setting a goal is really important and I could also see that the time pressure of that or the immensity of it uh, could be sort of stifling to creativity or growth. And so how did you overcome those challenges? Um, yes, it is stifling. And you could see, like I could see, I could feel it. I would go out and I wasn't doing the things I wanted to do. Um, for sure, I'm, you know, I was still a beginner. Now I actually just 
as an aside, I've moved past that for a while. I was calling myself an experienced beginner and I'm just done with it. I, I'm like, why, why am I doing that? I'm done. I'm a photographer. Yep. I'm working on my craft. I'm working on the creativity um, and I love it. So yeah. it's such a fun pursuit. And that to me is awesome. Like even just the learning and sometimes getting frustrated, like it's all fun. Um, so, so how I overcame it is first I had to first I had to become aware that I was actually thinking those things mm-hmm. and that the, and that the pressure that I was putting on my own self, because nobody's making me do this, the pressure <laughs> that I was putting out, right? So no one's making me do a gallery show. Right. So I had to actually be aware that that was happening for me. And so I did a lot of um, writing those thoughts down, seeing you know, um, I have a little system for seeing what that looks like and what that's creating for me and realizing it just wasn't, it just wasn't working. Um, and so the funny thing is (laughs) I was thinking I have to keep going and I have to keep thinking this way. Otherwise I won't get it done. And the complete opposite is actually true. Once I released all of the pressure for myself. And I had to think, I actually don't have to do this. Like once we set a goal, we absolutely want to do it, but Mm -hmm. no one is making me do this. Right. And that was part of the, um, that was part of the, I want to do this. And so I'm going to keep pushing, like, I'm going to keep working on it, but no one is making me like, no, there's, I'm not even, I don't even have to make myself do it. Even though I told all these people and all of this stuff, no one's actually making me do it. Mm -hmm. Like, I still just want to do it. And that is part of the, like the thought that was right, that I wanted to drive me. Um, But also the thought, like, I don't let me see. I'm trying to think of what, um, the thought, I don't know if my, like, I don't know if my work is good enough. Mm -hmm. And I had to look at that and go, well, maybe I, maybe I'll never know, but I'm the one who gets to decide that Mm -hmm. for myself. Like no one else, everyone, when we look at images, we can decide, are they good? Are they not good? Um, but we ultimately we're the ones who decide what, our work is worth and if it's good enough. And, um, I didn't need, I decided I didn't need anyone else to tell me that. And so I was making all of those decisions for myself. And so I just decided, Oh, I get to tell myself if it's good enough. So, or, you know, even if I just like it, so I would sit down and go, do I like this one or not? Mm -hmm. Do I like it today? Do I like it? Yeah. And and good enough for what? Right. You know, it's like for me to like it and enjoy it. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. And I think like, oh, like, oh, it has to be perfect. I think sometimes we trick ourselves into thinking something has to be perfect. And we actually don't even know what that looks like. Right. Like, what is that? Because everyone's idea of it is different. But I would say, like, I don't even know, actually know what perfect looks like, but we say it. Right. Right. And so I've actually taken that out and I'm, I'm moving more towards, do I like it? Yeah. Like, did I have fun doing it? And once I just release myself from all that pressure, like seriously, I just said, I'm not even going to think I'm a, I just decided I don't even care if I think those things, I just want to go out and have fun 
doing the photography while I do the work, right? And giving myself my own, like critiquing my images without beating myself up. Right. And that is kind of a tricky balance to have. Right? It is. Yeah. 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 And so once I, the, that part, once I just released, like totally released it and said, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to put the pressure on myself to have to do it. Then I could do actually do it. Yeah. So Isn't one, that interesting how that happens? That yeah. just that switch of your brain, you know, how you're thinking about it can totally change your experience of it. Yeah. And that thought is probably what propelled me to actually finish it because I mean, you can see like the other way was just going to bring me down in my creativity and this way, like I want, I want to do it because I want to see if it's possible and I also want to have fun doing it. Right. And those kind of thoughts are what actually drive me to do a lot of the things I do. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, and, and reframing it that way, it's like, so long as you're having fun and you're enjoying it, it doesn't really matter if you achieve it or not because you've had fun in the process. Right. So it sort of takes that pressure off a little bit that you're still getting something positive out of it. Even if you never had your show, you still had fun getting to that place. You and know? look how much I learned. Like right. even just in a, I mean, I say shorts, but in a year during a pandemic, <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Like during a pandemic, I think the goal is more about what is the process going to do for me? Because that's actually the real secret is making a goal that you think is totally impossible to complete or it is currently. And the whole process changes you. Um, and and I do have to say the gallery show was really fun because I did, actually did it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was, so tell us, tell us about that a little bit. I know that your, your theme was um, portraits of home. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Can you tell us how you came up with that theme? Was that a theme that came throughout the year or did you have that at the get go? Did you think of that? No, at the beginning? I actually thought like, and I know as my neighbor and I would go out kayaking, like, I think you need a theme for this thing because initially I was thinking, oh, I'll just put up some pictures. Like, I don't know right. what this will look like. I have no idea. And the longer, um, the, the further I got into it, the more elaborate it became. So, because yeah. I think because I was so committed to it that I was like, I don't, I don't just want to like put up some random images. I like want to do the whole thing, like kind of like go big or go home. Right. 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 Yeah. So, um, so partly through the year, I, I just started thinking about what, what all of my, what, is there a thread that's going on in all of my images? And what is it about this year that's so unique? Mm -hmm. um, and I just started thinking back to March when we were all in our homes, right? Right. And, and really, you know, from there, from there, that's when I learned really my photography skills because it's going out to my creek. I just go outside my house. Um, you know, so I just, I would go to, you know, parks and places close by when they finally opened back up. Yeah. And, um, and I, I did branch out and go to some other places. We took some longer road trips and things like that. Um, uh, but, but the idea of home and that, and, and I also, I've lived in a few different places and, um, where do 
I think the idea for me was where do I feel at home and comfortable? Mm-hmm. And that the the idea that I could feel at home in so many different places um, and it's really fascinating to me. And that's, that's kind of where it came from. It stemmed from just being at home for so long. And that's kind of where I started. Um, and, and home actually is just wherever I decide it is. That's kind of the end. You can go on my blog and read it, but, um, uh, home is just wherever I decide it is and Mm -hmm. where I decide I want to feel comfortable. And that could be anywhere because of, what I get to decide. Right. Right. And it kind of summarizes your whole journey too, right? Yeah. Cause you, you had to get outside your comfort zone to oh, go yeah. on this journey and, and, and you found <laughs> your way back to a comfort zone, <laughs> you know, by, yeah, and a different place, just yeah. a different place than I thought I would be. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. that's, that's really cool. So, um, you, you mentioned already that you learned how to print your, your images, which is really exciting. So how was that process? You know, if, if for listeners who are thinking about maybe starting to learn how to do that, what were some key lessons you learned in learning how to print your images? Um, okay. (laughs) Where do I go? Um, only print if you really, uh, my advice and I, don't feel like I readily give that is only print if you are ready to do all of it. Like just get down into the printing because it's not as easy as like hooking up your laser, whatever printer to your computer. And like, you have to maybe troubleshoot a Wi-Fi connection and then you're good to go. Right. Right. So, um, so yeah, that's when I was telling people, oh, yeah, I bought a printer. They're like, oh, you bought a printer, you know? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that, that was, that was really a whole different experience. Like I, it's a whole different genre. And, and I felt like I had to hold, learn this whole different side thing. And I actually don't still know everything about it. Um, but there's, there's a, initially there's a lot of technical things, right? So you have to, like I had to learn um, that I had to calibrate my monitor. Mm-hmm. What is that? Right. So, so if you don't know how to calibrate your monitor and you want to print, and I, I would say, and maybe some people will disagree, calibrating your monitor really maybe isn't even totally necessary if you're just, if you're sharing on Instagram or whatever, but right. if you want to print and you want your prints to look like your computer, you have to calibrate your monitor. And then there's a whole technical process involved in that and which, that you have to use a calibration tool. What does that look like? Um, I had to do a whole thing on sharpening. Like Mm -hmm. what, how do you sharpen your images for print? Um, And once you get your images looking a certain way, then you actually have to adjust them for the prints because they have to do soft proofing. And I watched YouTube videos and asked people about it. And then there's the whole like, actually just mechanical technical thing of plugging in your printer and making that work and which papers do you use. And, um, so I ended up, I have a, of an Epson, it prints 17 by 22, or I can use a roll, which that's what I used. I got a big roll. So I had to figure that part out. Um, it's kind of and fun. How did you, how did you decide <laughs> on the paper material? You know, did, was there, was there a certain look you were going for or yeah, how did you, how did you decide on the paper? Yeah. So after, of course, watching some YouTube videos and seeing what other people do and messaging a few people, um, I, 
I, in my journey, I had discovered I kind of I like softer images. And if you look at my Instagram, I really I don't do like crazy. I don't do really a lot of contrast and contrasty colors. And I I like I like everything a little more soft. Mm-hmm. Um, and subtle and maybe a little bit even more minimal. Uh, and that's what I'm discovering now even mm-hmm. because I'm still in that process. Um, but because I like things that are a little bit more subtle, I just decided that I was going to use a slightly textured matte paper um, mm-hmm. because I thought that that would probably be the best for for my work. Um, and. And I know some people. Some people will say, uh, "Pick your pa- choose your paper for the image." And I also wanted it to be cohesive, so I just went yeah. through a couple and decided on one. Um, and that's kind of how I did it. I really like the the matte, slightly textured look, mm-hmm. and so that's kind of how I chose it. But yeah, super fun to try. Like I have a whole stack of um, papers I'm going to try because. Yeah that that is it's it's not only is it really not only is it fun to see your work come out of the printer i mean like from standing in the field taking the image making it how you want in the during the editing process and then taking it all the way to like having a an actual like 3d like um tactile i can hold this in my hand print right um you know and then you know having it look a few different ways because of the paper that you choose that's that's kind yeah. of a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's very exciting. Yeah. It, it totally is. I didn't even know because I had never had that experience until I printed my first print. And I'm happy to say I figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got prints that look like my computer. I'm I yeah, like the day that I had that because anytime we have, anytime we set these, um, like raise the bar for ourselves and we ha- we succeed what an amazing experience to yeah. have that yeah right and yeah. and hopefully people who are listening to this have had that experience and if you haven't do it yeah. because all of all of the all of the frustration and stress and uh, stress and all of the things are worth it to get to that point where you know that you did the work yeah to get to that point it's yeah. awesome yeah awesome yeah definitely so you you were saying how you know you're you're drawn to more subdued scenes and and less contrasty type of photography so what what does inspire you in the landscape what what draws your eye what what brings you in to want to create an image well i will say um, I'm, I, I will tell you what right now I'm drawn to, um, but I'm also experimenting and I mm-hmm. think I opened myself up to not limiting myself last year. And I tried so many different things. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm just going to try it. And if I came across something that seemed more difficult, I would push even a little harder to, to figure to try to figure it out. I mean, I don't know if you can really ever figure out like tree photography is really complicated. <laughs> I'm really still <laughs> figuring this out. Right. So, um, but, um, so I allowed myself to just try so many different things. Um, but I did, but I did make a stop. I, 
I had to drive to Utah um, for something. I had to drive my son there for something. And um, it's like from Texas, it's like, I don't know, 20 plus hours. Yeah, I, I know. I know. <laughs> um, I know. But when do you get your kid by yourself in the car, just by yourself when he's like, you know, uh, older? Yeah. So um, it's kind of a good opportunity. But I decided I was going to stop in White Sands because I'd already heard of, I had heard so much about it and I'd never um, photographed dunes. And I'm like, okay, just going to try it. And I, I just felt kind of pulled to go there for some reason. Mm-hmm. I think I did that last, like a year ago in July. And, um, and when I went there, I was just, you know, that feeling where you like, maybe back to this like portraits of home where you just feel so comfortable. And it's like, you've, you always needed to go here, but you didn't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know, That's I know that. Yeah, that's how he felt when I went there. And um, uh, cause he stayed in the hotel. He's like, I'm not going to go out on dunes with you. It's weird. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, so I dropped him off and zoomed over for sunset. And I just spent an evening there. Mm. And it was the coolest experience. And so um, in the past year since, I've actually done two solo trips there. Um, oh, that's great. So I, 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 it's about nine hours drive. I can like camp or stay by myself mm-hmm. and, um, and just being out there where everything is so, so it, the, the dunes are an interesting experience because there's no like birds chirping in the trees and it's just super quiet. And it's just, maybe part of it is just myself with my thoughts. Yeah. And I, I also think I'm more drawn to, um, subjects that are, um, that are more simple Mm-hmm. And so being on the dunes is very, uh, they're, they can be, you can make them complex, but you can also, uh, you can also see them in a very minimal way and that I love. Um, so yes, dunes, simple subjects. And so, um, so right now, I don't know if you were asking me this, but right now I'm actually yeah. experimenting, um, because now it's kind of like, well, what do I want to try? What do I want to experiment with? What do I really love? And probably it changes for everyone over time too. Yeah. So I really love the trees here. And I'm kind of experimenting with figuring out how to, because I like minimal, I like minimal subjects. And I'm trying to figure out how do I do that? How do I marry trees, <laughs> which are inherently complex, um, and create, it creates something that feels, um, not as complex. It feels a little bit more simple. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just, I'm just experimenting with that and figuring that out. So I can just take my camera out every day because of trees all around me and just kind of wander around and figure that out. So, yeah. I think that's a great practice is to go if you're if you're working on getting better or what you think is better. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. If if you need if you want and need the practice, just going out every day. Like I literally was outside for like 20 minutes yesterday, just kind of thinking and, and playing around. And um that I think is a really amazing practice to have. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So now that you've achieved your goal, if you were to go back to Brie in December of 2019, 
what advice would you give yourself that you wish you had at that point? Or now that you've achieved it, what would you, what would you give a younger version of yourself? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, because I did do a lot of work about what obstacles I would face. Right. And I think my advice would be just relax. Like Mm. if I could have gone from that place where I felt like in a hurry and gotten out of that sooner. Yeah. I, I think it, it could have, I, I, I'm super, I'm thrilled with how it turned out. I actually wouldn't change anything about it because I think all, all the things that I, you know, even just having that realization and learning that for the future was really important for myself. But if I could have like tapped myself and, you know, on the shoulder while I was making all these, you know, lists of things, um, I would have said, just relax. Don't, don't be in a hurry. You're going to get there. Yeah. Um, and, and however you do it is going to be fine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just having a little bit of faith in yourself. Yeah. Point. Yeah. Yeah. Just trusting myself. Yeah, for sure. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, Brenda. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Trusting, trusting myself that, that I can, that I can do it. Right. Right. And that I don't like not to stress about it. It's going to be, it's going to be okay. Yeah. And what a great, what a great lesson for, for me for the future. Like, so sometimes when I'm having these, like, I'm in a hurry thoughts, I'm like, wait a minute, am I not trusting myself right now? Right. Like, could I just relax and trust that it's going to be fine? Yes. I, yes. I don't know how it's going to turn out. And that's right? okay. Yeah. It's and totally it's okay. okay. And I'm going to yeah. trust that everything's going to work out, but our brains like tell us, oh my gosh, we don't know. And so it's going to be terrible. Like we always go to the worst case scenario, right? <laughs> right? But if we can just trust ourselves that we're going to do the things and that even a failure is actually not, that that's all part of the process that, that like I'm learning from anyway, yeah. that it's all part of it. And that I'm going to learn something important that I can also take with me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I do too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, so you've mentioned to me that you love social media and, and I don't, (laughs) if I'm being honest, (laughs) I I see the value of it. I totally see the value of it. And, um, but I, I am not something, it's not something I naturally gravitate towards. So I'm curious, what is it that you like about it? And, and are there platforms that you prefer over others, you know, some that you are more active on and do you ever find that you need to kind of take a break from it or are you all in, you know, I, I feel like there are different people have different uh, experiences of social media. So I'm curious about sure. yours. Um, well, I initially was only on Facebook, um, which I, I do, I do love Facebook. I like, I, so inherently I'm, I'm really social. <laughs> I'm pretty outgoing. <laughs> yeah. And and honestly, like even just this conversation, um, like my energy is I, I get I have so much energy from, you know, just to talking with other people. Yeah. And so um and so the interaction is it, it, I love it. Mm-hmm. And um so Facebook, Facebook Facebook I've been on for so long. Um, but when I started this, I was like, well, maybe. I want to be on Instagram and I, mm-hmm. I already had a little account, but I created a new account just kind of for this. Cause I thought it might be fun 
to just put in stuff yeah, um, and kind of document, document some things. And what I, what I learned is, and so I love Instagram and, um, and I understand, I understand the reasons why people don't, and maybe like some people aren't as social and as outgoing as I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we can all use these tools in the way that works for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but my thought going into the social media is always, this is going to be fun. I'm going to have fun doing it. And anytime I feel like I'm not having fun, I just kind of lay off of it for a little bit. It's not like a bad thing. I don't think, oh my gosh, Instagram is getting me down. Mm, <laughs> and so right, I stop. Yeah. But it's like, and when I'm posting, I'm checking myself. Like, seriously, I'm checking myself every single time. Okay. Because like, so here's the question I ask, why am I doing this? Do I like my reasons I'm posting this image and posting like whatever I'm going to say? Because I never post an image without saying something because for me, that's part of the interaction. That's why it's like social media, like where we interact. I'm not just posting a picture so you can scroll on by like, come on, stop in, see what it's about. Like, right. tell me, like, I mean, honestly, I only care what I think, but I do love it when people come in and they comment. Um, right. I think yeah. it's really fun to have other people like, like your work. Yeah. Um, and tell me what resonates with you. Or if I ask a question, that's, that's also, you know, fun as well. Um, but I'm always checking myself because I don't ever want social media to be a, a thing where I'm like, Oh, I have to post never, yeah, never, yeah. never, never. Um, so if, if, if it becomes that I've, I probably won't do it, but because of the way I think about it, it's probably always going to be that way. Mm -hmm. And Instagram in particular has been such a great way to meet people in the community. Like, so I'll, I'll follow, like I would hear about a photographer on a podcast and then I would go follow them and then I would see what they post about and then they would tag other people and then I would go see what their work is about. And now I'm just like, you know, sharing other people's work that I think is amazing and inner, you know, interacting with other people and for me, it's about the community mm-hmm. and about how we can support each other in a community. Mm-hmm. And that to me is the biggest benefit. Like, because the the actual like post, the posting I do for myself, really. Um, and because I want to interact with other people. Yeah. So, um, so I like Instagram, Twitter, I guess mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of good things. I'm on it. I just need someone to like teach me how to do it. <laughs> yeah, I've never done it. I think I have an account, but I've never used it. <laughs> I like accidentally retweeted somebody's thing. And I'm like, oh, I don't even know. I like had to show my son. I'm like, I just retweeted something and I don't want to do that. I don't even know how to delete it. So he just show me how to do it. And I, I could see how it become a fun platform, but I'm still figuring it out. So but it's okay. yeah. I mean, if and, I really want about, to, I'll figure it out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I understand you're pretty active on Clubhouse these days, too. Yes. Yes. So Actually, tell us about Clubhouse. I love Clubhouse. So Clubhouse, um, for anyone that doesn't know, and hopefully it'll be around for a while, it is a, uh, it's a drop-in. Um, how, how do they explain it? It's a drop-in chat, basically, platform. And um, you have these clubs, which can sound kind of elite, but it, it, 
they're kind of really not. Um, and, and I have been hosting uh, rooms. So you could have rooms within the club or you can just create your own room and okay. people, you can, you can follow people and then you can get pinged when people are talking. And, um, and it's been a really fun way to interact vocally like this mm-hmm. and just have conversations. And so, um, I've, I've been uh, kind of co-moderating a couple of regular rooms nice. and yeah, it's been really fun because people will message me that regularly show up and they'll say, are we having that room this week? Haven't seen it. <laughs> I haven't seen a thing about it. I'm like, oh shoot. Yes, yes. We're doing that. And, and um, so I'm getting to know other people, uh, other photographers that, you know, a little in a different way than on Instagram right. and hearing more about what they have to say. And I feel like the conversations, they have more meat mm-hmm. and, um, and, you know, sometimes you can just chat, but really I, I think they're, I think they're more in depth. That's what I, that's what I really like about them. And it's, it's a whole, it's also a whole community too. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, I'm going to keep doing that as long as possible because I just like that. And I've met some really interesting people because of it. Yeah. Um, Have you found that now that, you know, the world is opening up again and, you know, who knows what's going to happen with the Delta variant and we'll go on shutdown again, but do you find that things are slowing down a little bit on Clubhouse now that people are returning to work and normal life? Uh, A little bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, But, but also it's, I feel like it's like summertime. And yeah. so, um, but I don't know if you're a landscape photographer, you go out, <laughs> you're out anytime. Right. Um, but you know, sometimes we have people, they're like, oh, I'm driving to so and such place, you know, such and such place. And so I'm listening in, I just wanted to chat. And so really you don't have to be, it's not like a podcast where you're like on a fancy microphone, you know, your dog could be barking in the background or right. whatever. Yeah. Um, but I found it slowed down a little bit for sure when people were more at home when it was a little harder to travel. Um, then, uh, we had more people on. Um, but I don't know what to think about the Delta variant. I just don't, uh, I don't know. It's different now because we know more than we did before. And so it's, it's, well, I'm in, I'll say I'm in Texas. So it's different than a lot of different places in the world or even in the country. And it's not necessarily business as usual. Um, But I think people are trying really hard to keep it business as usual. (laughs) So, um, and so, and so, yeah, I think people, I think people who like to be on it are on it. And I think it's the initial was the initial excitement. And now the people who enjoy it are on. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I understand that you you yourself are now a certified life coach. So that's really exciting. And congratulations on, on getting that uh, certification. So can you tell us uh, about what is what is it that you're doing now for other creative people with your life coaching? And what are some of the challenges that you're helping people with? Awesome. Yes, it's so fun. Um, it was kind of unexpected. This is not how I went into all of this. Um, but uh, I... I just had a, like a kind of a spur of the moment opportunity, like my husband was going to do it. And then, um, and he decided he had some other things going on. And so I just took his place because why not? (laughs) So, so yeah, it was, it was kind of unexpected. So I'm doing this sooner than I thought I would be. 
Um, but it's totally, it's totally fine. And I'm loving the way it's, I'm loving the way it's all working out. And I'm learning, I've learned actually so much about even more about myself in the process. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, uh, I'm, I'm certified through the life coach school. It's a six month process. And, um, and I, I think because of all the things that I did in, in doing this impossible goal, and I saw some of the things that I struggled with. And I actually, because I'm so involved in the community now, I hear some of the struggles from other people. Um, I'm helping other creative people and, and I would say photographers, but you know, anyone who creates something and puts it out into the world. We have so many things that um, uh, can keep us from putting out our work, from keep us keeping us from being creative. Um, things like imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. um, you know, just self-doubt about our own work. Um, it could even be uh, other things in our life, right? Like if if we have something else, not just photography or our work, you know, our creativity part related, but if there's something else in our lives that, that is taking our minds away from the creativity and, and the, and what we want to do, Mm -hmm. right? Like if that is keeping you from being creative and it's a block, then I can help with that. And that's what I love. Like there, because there is, um, there is a correlation between what we're thinking about and the work that, you know, what is going on in our minds and the work that we're creating. And I help people become aware of what's happening Mm -hmm. and we figure out what we need to do to get to it, to get you to a place where you can create if you want to, right? If right. you want to, I'm, I don't force anyone to do anything, yeah, yeah. but just having the awareness and seeing what, seeing what's going on in your thought process to stop you from doing it, you know, um, is super valuable. And, and I just know that I know that with our thoughts, we can make anything possible. And that is an amazing place to be. Yeah, for sure. And, yeah. And everything's an opportunity at that point. Yeah. Okay. Now I will say this is not all sunshine and roses like this for me, this whole process. And and even in my regular life, I am some of the time I'm having some amazing positive feelings. And sometimes I'm having some really like feel like crap, right? Like yeah. uncomfortable. I feel depressed. I'm beating myself up. Right. And, and so, or, or whatever it is, I'm sad about something that, those are normal, like human emotions. And, and my, you know, a couple of years ago, I was thinking that those were bad. And now I just know it's all part of it. And it's not a problem. And so if I can get to a place where I can feel those things and still even do my and even still create, right? That's awesome. Yeah. Because that's what I want to do. I have so much fun when I'm out doing my you know, doing whatever it is I want to do to create. Cause I, I do all kinds of stuff. I play music. Um, you know, I, I, I build furniture. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I've done, I've done a bunch of creative different things. And if, what, if, if I'm having a block that's creating, keeping me from creating, then I don't, I don't want that there. 
because I want to, I have so much fun in just the creative process. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like, you know, how these tools to kind of be able to work yourself through that and, and others as well, which is really great. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been so fun. So, um, yeah, just to, you know, have these conversations with other people and, um, and it is work, right? but helping show people what is going on for them is, it's just so fascinating. Um, it's just so fascinating what, what happens in our own brains and also amazing what we can, what we can create with our own minds. Right. Right. Yeah. We're so powerful. And I think sometimes we don't give ourselves enough credit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We create our own realities in that yes. way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, so I also wanted to ask you, you, you mentioned that you're, you have a really cool collaboration going on right now called Conversations on Creativity. Can you tell us more about what that is and what we can expect? Yeah. So at the time of this recording. Um, it's in the works and, uh, I don't know how many will be out, um, by the time this, you know, this airs. Um, but because of clubhouse, actually because of, yes, because of clubhouse, um, I met a photographer, his name is Len Metcalf. Mm -hmm. He's, uh, he's in Australia and, um, just, uh, just a really, um, he's an, he's an interesting guy. Um, also super creative, but he also, he's a fabulous educator and, Mm. um, and he's been, uh, you know, I'm kind of newer in this world and he's been doing this for a really long time. Um, so it's kind of an interesting, uh, yang kind of a thing. And we both come at it. We both come at creativity in a little bit of a different way. And, um, so we decided where we are creating this, it's a, it's a short series. Um, maybe there might be eight, uh, different recordings. So we're recording, um, these conversations that we're having about creativity, different parts. Um, and just, Sometimes it'll be about the creative process. Sometimes mm-hmm. it might be what, uh, how we can overcome what blocks we have and, you know, all kinds of, all kinds of different things. And so I'm really super, ex- I'm really excited to do this. And, and so is he. Yeah. And it's really fun to, um, because we have different personalities. I think that makes such a great collaboration is having, having two different sides. Right. And, um, and we just both feel drawn to do this. And so, uh, you know, so anyway, by the time this comes out, there should be at least a couple up. So yeah. So you can go to my website and, um, and find those. Okay, cool. I'm really, I'm really excited about them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to check them out too. That's great. So before we wrap things up, are you up for doing a lightning round? Oh, yes. I've been waiting for this. <laughs> <laughs> I heard yours with Kali. <laughs> I heard yours like, a, like I think I was listening to the one with Kali Minnick last week. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, Brenda asked these deep questions, but they're supposed to be fast. How am I going to do that? So anyway, okay, I've got my brain on. Okay. Let's go. All right, let's do it. All right. So what's your favorite subject to photograph? Dunes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and it white sand dunes or death valley dunes or both i'm gonna say all dunes because all dunes. and and i and and i'm also experiencing right now white sands for sure mm-hmm. but i also uh in a few weeks get to go to some 
Dunes owned privately out in West Ooh. Texas. Oh, wow. I know. I'm kind of excited about it. So I'm going to do a little, maybe, maybe a little project about it. Um, yeah. It's an interesting, uh, it's an, it's, it's interesting. So I'll just, I'll just say that. So, so that's exciting, yes, but dunes for sure. Okay. Okay. Um, what's one thing that never leaves your camera bag. That's not your camera lenses or tripod. Oh, can I just look at my camera bag? <laughs> sure. Um, oh, uh, I have a little gadget. It is called a, can I just hang on? Let me just yes. Oh, shoot. Oh, I know what it's called. I know what it's called. I got it. It's okay. called the Artist View Catcher. Oh, okay. yes. Yeah, yeah. You've told me about this. Yeah. Yes, I did. Yes. Yeah. So it's uh, that's like this maybe like a four inch square and it has a little square in the middle and you pull. Um, you can find it on Amazon. Um, you know, no affiliate links or whatever. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you yeah. can do one if you want, Brenda. Um, so, <laughs> so anyway, but what it allows me to do is I can just hold it up. I can just hold it up. It's like doing one of those, what do you call, like a composition card, right? Right. Yeah. So, um, and, and it just allows me to really quickly see if I see something that's interesting, I can pull this out and decide if I want to, it helps me look at it in a rectangle and decide if I want to pull my camera out. Yes. Yeah. Because I don't want to just, I don't want to just stop for anything. Mm -hmm. And it helps me like weed out what I think is really interesting. So I can, I can enjoy something on a hike in the moment just for its own enjoyment. I hold up the little thing. I'm like, Oh, I don't think it's going to work in there. And, and then I just enjoy it and move on. Yes. Yeah. I'm totally with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I have like a handmade one that I use and um, I do find it to be really valuable to try to figure out, is there something here? You know, like something caught my eye. What is it? You know? Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it fits in my pocket and I've had it for over a year and zero problems. That's great. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that is very cool. So by the time this comes out, you know, we'll be approaching the new year. So I'm wondering, what are you looking forward to for 2022? Any impossible goals? Um, well, I don't know yet. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, isn't one enough? No, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> I mean, for sure, I want to be like a well-rounded person. So I feel like I'm always working on something. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but right now I'm really, I'm, I'm really exploring, um, I'm really exploring coaching and I'm really doing a deep dive into creativity, um, and what it, what it looks like. What is it? What does it mean for, you know, as individuals? And I, I think, and I don't have like an impossible goal per se, mm-hmm. um, but I'm, I'm really hoping to, um, build a, you know, build this business that really helps people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I do it because I have fun doing it. Like it's, it's exciting to, for me to see people have these realizations about what's going on for them. Yeah. Um, but I'm really hoping to like, to expand that and, and help even more people because I, I, I just believe in it. I just believe in it so much and the power and the power of it. Yeah. So I'm also hoping to do um, more. I'm hoping to learn more personally on a personal level, like what my photography means to me, like what is my, you know, do I have a style? Do I want a specific style? What does that mm, look like? And right. and just continuing to do my own improvement um, all while I'm 
all while I'm, you know, I'm doing kind of these two parts. So my own creations and my business and, um, and I'm actually hoping to do another collaboration. So that's great. Yeah. Super (laughs) exciting. Yeah. So, so why photography? Oh, um, can I just say it's fun? Have I not said like, <laughs> can, have I not said like, this is so fun? Um, so, so, yeah. so a few reasons. A, it's fun. I really do get so much enjoyment out of it. And it wasn't until like, I was always doing the photography that I thought I should do. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought people had cameras and did portraits. And it wasn't until I really looked in, into my into myself and said, you know what, that's not for me. Yeah. I like being outside. I love nature. And I want to be out and capture the moment. Like, you know, that that feeling of just capturing the moment and bringing it home and then remembering that moment mm-hmm. is, um, it's like nothing else, yeah. right? And so, um, so I guess that is why, is that that being able to take that snapshot in time with me. So yeah. fun, all of it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, uh, and final question, what does connecting with nature mean to you? Oh, um, I, I think I know I feel like I've answered this for myself before. Um, and really, I know it doesn't have to be deep, right? Like you no, can just yeah. be in nature and enjoy yourself. But really that connection for me through my photography and through all the things I've learned, um, that connection has just taught me so much about myself. Mm-hmm. And it's really more about being out in nature by myself, mm-hmm. with myself, um, and then taking that back with me and even understanding more about myself as I'm editing and working. So when I'm out in nature, I really am learning who I am, not, not necessarily, um, because there's something that nature says to me, but because of what I'm deciding I want to learn while I'm out in it. And Mm -hmm. it's the walking and the thinking, um, and I don't know, maybe it's the fresh air. (laughs) (laughs) I seriously, right. Like it's something like you're moving your body and, and you're just, you're outside and there's something about it that the air and the accumulation of all of it yeah. that really does something for us, you know, like physical, right? right? Yeah. So it's that physical part plus the the mental part where I'm where I'm really learning something about myself. Yeah. 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 That's great. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> so I understand that uh, you've got a new website up called the creative minds coach.com. And you have some life coaching services that you're offering. Can you tell us more about that? And if people wanted to chat with you about what you might be able to do and working together with them on their creativity, paint us a picture. What does that look like? <laughs> okay. So when you go to my website, um, there's a couple of things involved and, um, you know what, it's my website, so I get to do what I want on it. Right. So, um, so, so I'll tell you about the co- coaching part in a minute, because when you go to the website, it will be about coaching, but also I'm, uh, my blog is on there because this is about my own personal creativity as well. So I've got my own blog on there and, 
in the blog, I talk about create, creating and some of the things, you know, that, that I've struggled through and the things that I'm thinking. And um, so you, know, you can check that out. And also I have my gallery. So I'm good. I have my whole gallery show on there with my images. Um, and I'm, I am entering the natural landscape awards. And so at some point after those are done, I'll put all of those images up as a gallery too. Yeah. Okay. So when you go to my website, uh, you, it will take you to a, like a landing page. That's all about coaching mm-hmm. and, um, and you can just click the, and you can just click the find out more. Um, and you can schedule, you can actually schedule a, um, a consult call or, okay. um, it's, it's like, a, it's a discovery call where you can find, cause if you don't know what, uh, life coaching looks like, and you do want to find out really, like, I'm happy to chat with anyone, anytime about it. Uh, like, I'm not going to make you, um, I'm not going to make you buy any services from me. Okay. But if you want to just check out what life coaching is and find out what life, what coaching can do for you and how it can help you in your creative process, then you can go on there and, um, and schedule a discovery call. They're usually like 20 to 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, we talk about what it can do for you. And also I do a, a free mini session. Okay. But if you mention, um, this podcast, right. The out, it's an outdoor photography podcast. Then I will do a full coaching session with you. So you can really Super get, nice. it, it's yeah. awesome. It's That's awesome. Great. And I really don't mind the time. Like I'm telling you, this is like, I, I mean, I value my time, but also I have so much fun doing it. I want, I want to show people what it can do for them. So if, um, so if you mention that, you can come on and do a full coaching session with me in it. Well, we will talk about what coaching can do for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can kind of see, hopefully you can have a moment, like an aha moment and see what's happening for you. Right. Um, and I'm happy to talk with anybody about that. So, yeah. Oh, that is so great. And so exciting. And, you know, your enthusiasm, your passion is all coming through. And so hopefully, <laughs> hopefully uh, people are, are feeling that too, and, and are inspired to go check it out and, and see what coaching can do for them. Because it does seem like a, an incredible uh, part of life that people can embrace and, and both personally and in their photography. So yeah, I just think it's, it's so great that you're doing it. I love it so much. And I also, I also want to say too, like, I know, so, you know, this isn't just for, um, like a hobbyist. You can be, you can be at any point in your creative journey. You can be a hobbyist. Um, you can be, you can be working on your business. Um, maybe you have some thoughts about your business that are, keeping you from for sure, right, that are keeping mm-hmm. you from doing the work that you want to do in your own, um, you know, creative business. So just any, any parts of that. And, um, and so um, we can talk about what that could look like for you. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I that's love so it. great. Yeah. And yeah. I get coached too. So let's yeah. let <laughs> so I have people that coach me. <laughs> and I help other people. And you know, we, we all are, we, the thing is, is that I love people and we're all in this together. And if we can kind of walk along, you know, all of, you know, our journeys together. Yeah. What a fabulous way to do it. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Bree, this has been really fun. Thank you so much for for sharing your journey with us and your stories and your passions and everything. I, I really appreciate you coming on the show today. Thanks, Brenda. It's always so fun. You know, I have so much energy now. I have to take a nap. <laughs> no, this is this is so fun for me, and I um, I really appreciate your podcast and and all of the 
all the insights that your other guests have given to me. And I hope, I hope this is like help just in some way helpful for other people too. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for the opportunity. Of course, of course. And I'm going to put all of your social links and your website in, in the show notes for people to check out. Fabulous. All right. Thank you. All right. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Brie. And again, you can find out more about her coaching and photography by connecting with her on Instagram at a slice of Brie 2020 or on her website, which you can find at creativemindcoach.com. And I'll put the links mentioned today in the show notes, which you can find at outdoorphotographyschool.com forward slash episode 29. Again, thank you, Bree, for coming on the show. And thank you, dear listener, for tuning in. I appreciate you being here. And I hope you got a lot of value out of today's episode. Coming up, we'll have California-based landscape photographer David Hunter on the show to chat about being an artist in residence for several national parks, storytelling through photography projects, and the role of photographers in conservation. And I'll be back here next week with a Tidbit Tuesday episode where I'll answer a listener question and give you some helpful tips on how to protect your gear when you're out in nature. If you have a question you'd like me to answer on a Tidbit Tuesday, just click the link in today's episode description, or you could go to outdoorphotographyschool.com forward slash podcast and find the link there, and you'll be able to record your short message. Till then, get outside, my friends, and find yourself a little nature. Take care.